God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Pray that you will deliver us from self. That we will deny ourselves and take up our cross to follow you as true disciples. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please be seated and turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 13. 1 Samuel chapter 13. From verse 8 is the story of Saul. Chapter 13, verse 8 to 15. He tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring here a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmach. Therefore, said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered a burnt offering. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now will the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord has commanded. I want to read another scripture concerning Saul. In 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15. And Samuel also said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people. Verse 1. Over Israel. Now therefore hearken unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way, and he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek, and utterly destroy all that they have, and spear them not, but slay both men and wo- man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ox. Look at verse 10. Then the word of the Lord came unto Samuel, saying, 
It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king. For he is torn back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel and he cried unto the Lord all night. And, Sam, and when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel saying, Saul came to Carmel and behold, he set up, he sets him up a place and he's gone about and passed on and gone down to Gagan. Verse 19. Wherefore then did thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but did fly upon the spoil, and did evil in the sight of the Lord? 20. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the sheep of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gagad. Verse 23. Okay, 22. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of ram. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because the Lord, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Samuel, note what Saul said now. The moment his throne was touched, look at what he said. I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. The truth now came out, because his throne is going. But look at what he also said in verse 25. He said, now therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see something here? Somebody sinned against the Lord. Then the man of God said, you have sinned against the Lord. You are not even repentant about the fact that you have sinned against the Lord. You are still trying to get the favor of the man of God to pardon you so that you will worship the Lord in the presence of the people so that the people will not feel that God has rejected you. His concern is the people. His concern is not even the fact that he has sinned against God. Saul is another character. We need to look into his life. 
in order to discover the character of self. And it's very common among many, many believers. These particular ones in the life of Saul. If you look at the first case in first, in first Samuel chapter 13, you will observe that Saul was told by Samuel to wait for him seven days and he couldn't wait till the end of the seven days. He was in a haste to offer sacrifices to God. Yes, he has entered seven days but he need to wait. It is when Samuel did not come throughout the seventh day that you can now say, okay, what is happening? But he couldn't wait. And the Bible says, it came to pass. As soon as he finished offering, Samuel appeared. What is that? Haste and impatience. Is another work of self. Manifestation of self. Impatience is one thing that self produces in the life of believers. They are in a haste. They will not want God to help them. Even when they want to hear from God, they are in a haste to hear something and call it God. They will not wait patiently upon the Lord in order to get exactly what God wants them to get. Impatience will make you to jump queue instead of waiting for your turn. You know what it means to jump queue? Eh? When people are in the queue waiting for their turn, you come, hey, people are so many here. And then yourself will start telling you, why don't you give your ATM card to the person in the front to collect money for you? Eh? Why don't you, the person is your friend, why don't you tell him so that you just enter? That is what they call cheating. You are trying to shit on others who were there before you. You have to be in the queue patiently. Wait for your turn. It's a test of character. Many of us believers, we yield to, 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 to self in that manner. Sometimes, you see believers compromise by giving bribe to police, giving bribe to you know law enforcement agencies because they are in a haste. They will not be patient to follow the due process. And those people, they already know that people are in a haste. So they will quickly ask you to settle them. I was coming from work when I was still a lecturer at UNN. One day with my colleagues, he was driving. And then a policeman stopped us. Or the police people stopped us. 
And then they were asking for his tinted permit. His uh, glass is tinted. And as he was, they were telling him that there was a new law or something like that. He was trying to tell them that he's not aware of that. And they said, since you're not aware of that, you have to settle us. And they, my friend said, I am a pastor. I don't give bribe. He was very blunt. And truly, he's a pastor. And you don't need to be a pastor before you don't give bribe. Just be a Christian. Christians don't give bribe. You know, this issue of calling people pastor, let me tell you something about it. The cunningness of the flesh of unbelievers, when they call believers pastors, is to ease their conscience. Once they see you living right, you are not yet a pastor. You are not pastoring in the church. They say, ah, this one is a pastor. Why are they calling you pastor? They say, we in a member. We are not... Are, are you getting it now? It's pastors that should be that, this kind of street. We members, we should be loose and be, be enjoying sin. You know, carelessness at all. So they call you pastor to ease their conscience and make themselves feel comfortable to continue to live in, in the way they are living. My friend said, I'm a pastor, I don't give pride. You know what the man said? He, he said, you are a pastor. He said, yes. He read the Bible for us. Where Jesus said, if your adversary is taking you to court, he said, settle with the officer on time. He said, settle. He said, did we see settle? He opened his phone and read the Bible. He said, settle. That is the same settling. That is asking us to. So, you know, it's like pouring water on a stone. We are there, ready for uh, anything. I remember one day again, the police was doing something like that around, I say, say we are going, I say, let us go to the station. I want us to go to the station. Please, let's go. And so, you know, they are not ready to go to the station. They wanted to settle them there. So, impatience makes believers to compromise their faith. The Bible says, earnestly contending for the faith that we have once received. Believers must stand for Jesus. It is self that will make you not to wait for your time, for your turn. Oh, all my mates are getting married. And then what? Don't you know that God has a time for you? And you see, sometimes it may not even be that you are idle. It's because maybe self and other people around you will also come and call you. Sometimes your father will call you and say, sit down here. Did you see the house we passed when we are going to the village? Is the son of um, Okado. Eh? The younger son of Okado <laughs> is one that built it. And the other one has sent two cars for his parents. What are you doing? That's how they put pressure on people. As you are going into your final year, your mother will call you and say, Neh. This is final year. Make you open eye well, well. This is your sister, sister you are doing. You better get a good trouser. Hmm? If you don't like the one I, buy, I bought for you, get a good one. Because I know some men don't like this skirt of a thing you are wearing. 
Please, I want to go for Omogwa. If you don't understand what I'm saying, I want to go for Omogwa. I want to be clear. And they will put pressure on you. And your mind will not be on God again. Sometimes when you are going for your service, they say, since you did not catch them again from year one to 40 years, this is your youth service. Don't come back to this house without a husband. Or at least somebody that would have said something. Sisters, am I correct? The pressure is much. And these things can make someone to become impatient with God. As if you are under pressure. Please refuse such kind of pressure and wait on God. It has led so many people to marry wrongly. When you marry at the, right, at the wrong time, definitely you will marry wrongly. Because whatever you are hearing from God, you think you are hearing from God, it may not be God that is speaking to you. You know, this issue of hearing from God, I have seen things about it. I have seen things. I, we wrote a book in 2011 and it has been helping many people. But I must be honest with you. Many people thought they had God. But eventually, it was not God they had. Impatience. This is also what causes two persons to quarrel. When one is trying to explain something to the other one, the other one he is trying to explain something to will not patiently listen until he finishes. He will interject. And when he interjects, he still has something to say. And he wants to say it. So for this person that is now speaking, to still hear him, he will have to raise his voice. What? A little bit. Above the other person. And the other person is talking. He also needs to be heard. We also do what? Raise his own a little bit. Little bit. Little bit. After a while, what do you begin to hear? What is it that caused it initially? Not being patient. Sometimes, you know, these things are very serious. Assuming that I want to tell this brother something that he's doing as my roommate that I don't like. And I come and say, please sit down. There's something you are doing in this room I don't like. You finish eating the other day. You didn't wash your plate. And you foolishly carry the plate and put... Are you following me now? <laughs> he's patiently listening. The moment he say you foolishly, what do you notice that will happen? <laughs> Oh my God. The self in him will not be patient again to finish listening. He will rise up and say, excuse me, what did you just say now? Did I hear you say foolishly? You don't have respect for your elders. And as he sits talking, you know he is the one that called him. Is he not the one that called him? Has he even said what he wants to say? He just used a word and this one rose up. So that's how impatience in this one. Okay, can't you just admit that foolishly and allow him to finish? That is what they call deny self. Is somebody understanding it now? 
That time he said foolishly. Yourself will he said no, self, sit down. You are actually foolish self. Then you are learning to deny self now. Are you getting it now? So impatience is one of the and it showed up in Saul. And that was how <laughs> Samuel looked at him and said, See you, your throne would have continued forever. But God cannot continue with somebody as impatient as you. God needed someone who has learned to wait patiently. And you see, I think he found it in David. Because David sometimes when he writes Psalms, I wonder where he's coming from. I think he's coming from the presence of God. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord and he heard my voice. Psalm 40, verse 1. I waited patiently. Can you read it? I waited patiently for the Lord. Try to open it. It will help you if you open it because when you read it, it will enter you. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my what? My cry. He, in verse 7 of chapter 37. Okay, let's read chapter 40 verse 1. Want to go? I waited patiently for the Lord. Verse 7 of 37. Chapter 37 verse 7. Are you there? Let's read one to go. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Wait patiently for him. Wait patiently for him. Saul couldn't wait patiently. And he entered into problem. We need to learn to wait patiently for the Lord. And for people too. For people. Because we are relating with both God and with men. Everybody is into relationship. If you don't have a wife, you have a husband. If you have children, even children, you need to be patient with them. Especially when they misbehave. If you are not patient with them, you see yourself so angry that, you know, a man of God taught me something. He said, when your child misbehaves, don't use your hand to beat him. He said, this hand is supposed to be a hand for touching children the touch of love. One of the love languages of children is touch. Once they come, you will cuddle them, you will touch them. They will feel loved anytime you are, you know, touching them and cuddling them. Now he said, that is what the hand of the parents are meant for. The children should not know this hand. You see, our daddy's, you know, fist. If he gets you, eh? If his knock gets on your head, eh? That is a very wrong, you know, behavior. He said, when you are a child misbehave, even if you are angry at the child, move to where the cane is. 
By the time you are going to where the cane is, the anger will be what? When you collect the cane and come back, you will now be able to talk to the child first before the beating. But once you beat, before they talk, mm -mm. I don't know whether you're getting this now. Impatience leads to anger. It leads to quarrel. It leads to fight. And this is what the flesh does. It will be pushing you. Do it. Do it. Get it. Time is going. Time is going. Excuse me. Let time go. Somebody said, let us go. The person will die. I said, let the person die. When I go there, I will raise him from the dead. Yes. We should not be pushed to the corner to do things carelessly. We must learn to wait for God. And you see, in verse 11, when Samuel confronted Saul for his disobedience, he gave a lot of reasons why he did what he did. He said, because the people are scattering from me, eh, and I needed to offer sacrifice to the Lord. I needed to offer sacrifice to the Lord. <laughs> Samuel said, listen, to obey is better than what? To obey God eh, is better than sacrifice. What did God tell you? You will not do it. And yet you are interested in serving him. To obey is better than to sacrifice. And anytime, you know, Saul would have, at that point, when Samuel said, you have done foolishly this, that, the kingdom is taken from you, he would have said, I am sorry, forgive me. He never apologized. He gave reasons why he did what he did. That is what self does in people. He will not allow you to see your wrong and apologize where you are supposed to apologize. Then in the second passage in chapter 15, God called Saul through Samuel and said, I remembered what the Amalekites did to the children of Israel. Why they were moving from Egypt to the promised land. If you are a student of the Bible, you will discover that the first nation that attacked Israel, very serious attack, they used sham, they used all kinds of things to eliminate Israel. When they left Egypt was Amalekites. In fact, in that battle, the battle becomes so fierce that Moses has to go up to the mountain and start praying. When he raises his hand, the children of Israel will start winning the battle. When his hand goes down. So what that means is that the Amalekites, they were not just fighting physically. They were also using what? All kinds of sham. They say we must eliminate this nation. And God saw their heart. Are you getting it? God saw the heart of the... They want to eliminate Israel in that battle from the face of the earth. And God said, because they want to eliminate Israel, I want them eliminated. And you are my vessel for that work. When he sent Saul as a vessel to execute his counsel, his mandate, to do his will, Saul went there and selected all kinds of beautiful animals. And then saw Agag, their king, 
And notice that his face was very smooth and the young man was a very handsome guy. And he was like, I think you need to be my friend. But God said, kill everything. Ox, camel, infant, pregnant women, or nothing alive should be left in Amalek. And he gave him the power and the strength and the capacity to do it. But he will not obey God. Disobedience to divine instruction. What did God tell you? Is it what you are doing? Eh? You went for set apart. For those of you that care enough to go. And God gave you series of instructions. You wrote them down. Are you doing them now? As he gave you? Sometimes you will practice them one week, one month. And the next thing, you will throw them away. Divine instruction. Being able to stick to it. And be able to obey and keep obeying. Is an activity of the flesh. And then, when Samuel met Saul and said, you have disobeyed God. Because it was not Samuel that went to Saul. It was God that came to Samuel and said, I am regretting that I have met Saul king because he has turned away from following me. He's now following self. I gave him instruction on what to do. He disobeyed me and did what himself told him or taught him to do. I regret. I am sorry that I have met Saul king. And the Bible says, Samuel cried all night. And in the morning, he went to meet Saul. He said, why have you done this? You have disobeyed God. Saul said, I have what? Obeyed. You saw when we read it. I have obeyed. <laughs> I think we need to read it again. First Samuel 15. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Self is very serious. I think it's in verse... Um, 20. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yes, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and I have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil. Not me. The people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, and sheep of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Giga. Now look at what Saul is saying. He said, me. I just looked at Agag's face and I liked him. So I'm the one that speared him. But the spoil, the sheep, when we began to kill the Amalekites and their sheep and their goats, some of my executive members of the fellowship approached me and said, President, um, what do you think? These animals, are they not too fine to just slaughter them like that? 
We need to select some of them to do what? Sometimes people use spiritual language to cover their what? Intention. Let us select the best of the spoils so that we use them to sacrifice to the Lord. Now, if Saul have said to them at that point, no, we are not going to do that. The Lord said we should kill everything. Would they kill, would they, would they spare the spoil? So why is he now saying that it is the people? As if the people acted on their own. They acted based on his allowance, based on his authority. He failed to take responsibility of his sin before God. That is what self does. He lied eh, to make a good impression on the people or, or in, on, on, to Samuel. Why is he telling the lies? He wants the man of God to see that he's an obedient child of God. Say, I have obeyed. He didn't know that God has communicated to Samuel in the night. Eh? I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. You know, sometimes you just wonder why the human nature is so wicked to make people to tell lies. And let me say this. We must be very sensitive. We that are you know, leaders and servants of God. Because if you are not self in the people you are leading, we finish you up, finish your leadership up. It takes God to be revealing some things to you as a leader. Look at, if not that Samuel has heard God before he met Saul, you know, maybe he would have been deceived himself. Are you getting me? He said, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Some time ago, I wanted a young man to uh, attend the fellowship after preaching to him. And he promised me that he will come. That was in my place of work then, before I became a lecturer. And when the time was reaching, because you are supposed to go from the place of work to the fellowship. When I finished preaching to him, he has shown every sign of repentance. And I was now excited that I have won a soul. And I'm ready to follow him up. How many of you used to sit, have that kind of experience? <laughs> you, you believe that you have won a soul. And you know, as you are asking him, do you want to follow Jesus? Ah, with all my heart. When are you people meeting? Is it, is it not uh, on Monday evening? In that house? Near that uh, Transformer Junction? <laughs> I will be there. And if you are not careful, you will think that you are talking with a human being. So that was how I was having hope. And then, um, when the time was now reaching, he came to me and showed me a text that his mother sent to him. The text was reading that he should come straight to the market. That he would want to accompany him to market. So he was now telling me that following me to the fellowship will not be possible again because his mother has 
sent him to the market, you know, to join him. I said, there's no problem. Maybe next week you can make it. When I got home, I used to, when I come back, I used to normally discuss my day with the Holy Ghost. So when I was discussing the events that happened during the day with him, and then I came to his case. The moment I brought up his case, the Holy Ghost said to me, he was the one that used another person's phone and write the text message and send it to his phone in the name of his mother and showed you. I said, wow! So, when I came to work the following day, I, I didn't waste time. I just went to where he is. I said, follow me. And when I took him to the side, I said, the Lord said to me that you are the one that wrote the text with another pers- uh, person's phone and sent it to your phone. True or false? He said, true. Just imagine the way people tell lies. I also had an experience of a young man then. Everything about him shows that he is living in immorality. Everything. I am also suspecting that maybe he's a homosexual because he rubs powder, he behaves like a, a, a woman. So sometimes I will call him, I will ask him, are you living in immorality? He said, no. That he came for IT. He said, where he came from IT to this place that is even a, a member of his fellowship. At another time again, my spirit will I will call him again. He said no. He attends the fellowship also in the place of work. One day, we are in the prayer. And I was not leading the prayer. Somebody else was leading the prayer. Then, when the prayer was coming to an end, and all of us, I, I don't know about other people, I closed my eyes. The moment we said, Amen, and I opened my eyes, my eyes, as if my eyes went straight to where he was. And I heard the Lord. The Lord said to me, he is living in immorality. I rushed him immediately. And took him to my car. Asked him to sit down. I said, the Lord spoke to me now. I have asked you this question before you denied. But the Lord told me now that you are living in immorality. Then he now started the story. There are six kinds of immorality he is into. Six. Fornication, homosexuality, uh, up to six. He is establishing six of them. And yet he was denying and was telling lies. Sometimes you wonder why people lie. Let me ask your neighbor, why do people tell lies? Even though, tell him, even though I don't know whether you are one of the people. Lying to make false impression on people. Behaving humbly and gently when you are with the brethren in a gathering 
But you know that this is not your true self. Eh? It's a, a false picture. When we say false impression, you know, when people that are, people that are snapping impression, they are used to the language. People that are snapping picture, they are used to the language impression. Isn't it? What it means is a false picture of yourself. Somebody just match on you here now. Suddenly, instead of you to get angry and express it, you suddenly tell the person, ah, no problem, the Lord bless you. you no, 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 there's no problem. But you know that this is not you. You are just doing something here. You are really you. Even if the person say, I am sorry, you will tell him, sorry for yourself, evil people. You saw me and you came and watched me and you came to say sorry. Sorry for yourself. That's how you people used to, you know, match people everywhere. That's really you. But you just showed one kind of you that is false here. Yeah. If you are to eat before the brethren, you'll be eating gently. Isn't it? Some of you will just be eating, you know, one slice of rice per time. But that's not you. And they, when you are alone and you are hungry, how many times has hot food burned your tongue? Where are The picture you are showing is not you. It's a false impression. The moment you hear that visitors are coming to your house, what do you normally do to your house? You keep everything in order and everything clean. Sometimes when you want to make some people angry, visit them without notice. They will just become destabilized. Eh? They will say, but why will you visit somebody without giving him notice? You think it's because he's an official person. It's because if you are giving him notice, he would have taken time to do what? Arrange his bed, clean everywhere. And then when you come, you will be thinking, the impression you will have and go away with is the impression that this person is an orderly person, isn't it? You don't know that he's a rascal by nature. Eh? You just carry his bed sheet through the other side. His pillow is on the ground. And then the f- plate he used to f- eat in the morning, he pa- packed it with unwashed under the bed and carry his, uh, yeah, and, and move out. And he's doing all of that because no eyes is watching. Some people, because they know that people will not assess their bedroom. People will only stop at their parlor. Eh? You see them always trying to do what? Eh? Arrange the parlor. Get the parlor in a very neat condition. Some of you that are saying we are living in self-contained or room that can contain only self, you will not understand what I'm talking about. Until... <laughs> Until you have... A room and parlor. Is this self-contained you are talking about? A room that can contain that's self-contained now. It doesn't have space for others. 
You will arrange your parlor well. But because that place is everywhere disorderly, scattered. It's a false picture. Sometimes you will be inside quarreling with your wife or with your husband or beating the hell out of the child and somebody will knock. You will summarize. Put up an artificial um, smile and then open the door. And uh, sometimes we even inform your quarreling partner. Eh? You. Let's first of all attend to the visitor. I'm coming back. The life before the people is not the life, the real life you have. You know, some of you, especially brothers, I don't know who taught you that. When you have a call and the person is a lady, suddenly your intonation will change. Uh How are you? How are you doing? I hope you are well. I just remembered you and uh, I feel that I need to shake on you. But this is not your intonation, for God's sake. Why are you changing it? Eh? Lying everywhere. Liars everywhere. Because of self. It's not just about unbelievers. You know you are hungry. Somebody brought food. You say you are not hungry. For what? Tell the person you are hungry but you don't want to eat his food. Be honest. And some will be hungry and want to eat instead of telling the person that the purpose of this visit is for eating. Not for encouragement. I will come another time for encouraging visits. Eh? Be honest. God loves sincerity and honesty. Saul tends to be wiser than God. He reasoned. Eh? Look at his reason. He believed that God is not reasonable enough. Why would God want all these precious animals to be killed? Eh? We should preserve some of them. At least use them to sacrifice to him. He loves sacrifice. Eh? This is the reason why many believers, they don't obey God. They use their minds to rationalize what God has said or saying. And they will try to prove that God is not reasonable enough. How many times have you ignored, despised, and disobeyed what God is saying to you? Because it is not reasonable. It is not reasonable. Sometimes God will give you a revelation that is very clear. Sometimes it will give you an impression in your heart that is very sound. But when you shake around it, when you look at it with your mind, you will feel that this is not... No, this cannot be. How can God be telling me that? Eh? Ourself is too strong for God. That's why you can't be a vessel for revival. Let me give you an example. You want to get married. And God asks you or show you a sister you are going to marry. And the sister that God is showing you 
is reading French. But yourself has always and ever desired to marry a medical doctor as a sister. Or a nurse. Or at least somebody, a lawyer, somebody that when you marry the person, you know, by the time you introduce your wife, say, my wife is barrister. My wife is doctor. You know? You have something, a picture, an idol set up. Sometimes it may not even be profession that is the matter. It may be height. I don't want to marry somebody that when we are working together, it will be like as if he's a, what do you call a can in English? A dwarf. Please. The person I will even consider should have height first. All of these things are set up to make sure that you don't become a vessel for revival. So by the time God, out of mercy, will reveal to you the help he has for you, you will despise it, rubbish it, calculate and put it in dustbin. Sometimes it may not be in the side of the sisters. Eh? A brother will pray and come and propose to you. Because you have already made up your mind that the trekking you trekked with your mother for years. Eh? The first qualification of any man I will even consider is that he must have four legs. Before I will even start praying. That is because even your mother has been telling you be careful. Be careful. You know the way since your father died, we have been suffering here. Eh? All of us. Don't go and bring any kind of person here. I, I think you understand what I'm talking about. You just touch him and you'll be building and be getting established what you are going to do. And then this genuine brother after praying and the spirit of God made it clear to him that it is you he will come and say eh, I will want to marry you I have prayed and God is leading me to marry you that's a simple way of proposing I'm teaching brothers how to propose and then <laughs> when he finished talking he asked him have you finished he said yes Okay, I have heard you. What are you saying about it? Uh, okay, I, I will think about it. Won't you pray? Okay, I will pray. And then when the person leaves, I hear you talking to yourself. Eh? There's nothing that somebody will not see in this world. Can you imagine, can you imagine this kind of person coming to propose to me? Eh? And he said, I should pray. Pray what? Me, pray. Whenever he is going to come in two weeks, anytime he asks me, have you, I have prayed. What is it? It's not the will of God. <laughs> you are too strong for God to use you. No, 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 no. You can't be a vessel for revival. Vessels for revival, they are pliable in the hand of God. They are not rational. 
they are not using their brain to rationalize. Some of you will say, I want to marry somebody that is a bit established. Eh? It's not when I marry somebody, I will start training the person in school. Eh? The little money I don't even have. Eh? Allow God to lead you. Those of you that know mathematics and logic very well, you will always have problem hearing from God and obeying God. Are they here? All the people that know integration and differentiation, trigonometry. When God speaks to you, it is better that you don't know integration because you will also integrate the word of God. You will differentiate the word of God and then bring it under trigonometry. The people that doesn't know all these things will only do addition and subtraction and go their way. Unless you will learn to put yourself aside and follow God. Saul refused to see his wrong by shifting the responsibility to others. Self is terrible and can make you act as if you are blind in a bid to protect himself and acknowledge that it has done a wrong thing. Self can make someone that it has, it has not done a wrong thing. It can make someone to become obviously blind to what he has done. That's what happened in the case of Samuel and Saul. Samuel was showing him, look at what you have done. He said, I have not done it. I have obeyed God. I don't know what you are talking about. I have All I know is that I have obeyed God. I have obeyed the Lord. I have even gone the way the Lord sent me. Very argumentative. He said, it's only that I just brought Agag. Just Agag now. Yeah? It's the people that did the other things. Now, the moment Samuel told Saul that your throne is finally gone from you. Say, God has rejected you. Then truth came out. He now said, I have sinned against God. Please forgive me. Pardon me. It was because I feared the people and obeyed their voices. I feared the people and obeyed their voices. He doesn't want to lose his throne. So that's why he now is doing as if he has repented when he has not repented. He showed that it was because he was afraid of the people that he disobeyed God and listened to the voice of the people. This is what self does in many believers. They are afraid of their wives. They are afraid of their parents. They are afraid of their brothers and sisters. Some of them are afraid of their pastors and bishops. Afraid of their colleagues and classmates. And because of this fear, they will go against what God has asked them to do. Sincerely speaking, some men are afraid of their wives. They don't want their wife to frown at what they are doing, which they know that God has asked them to do. They are not free. Sometimes you see them, they want to give, but they won't want their wife to know because they know that if their wife knows that they are giving, ah, the house will be set on fire that day. They are not free. 
I don't want to say that they, they married the wrong person, but I know that they are not free. And I, a lot of factors can be responsible. Maybe the foundation of the marriage was not laid on time and laid well. Do you understand what I'm talking about? When you are doing courtship, you begin to worship the lady. Eh? You are worshipping the sister now. So, as you are worshipping her, adoring her, you are laying a foundation. By the time it is time for you to state what God said and what should be done. Ah, no, no, that foundation will stand. She will tell you that this foundation cannot be removed. During courtship, you are afraid to take a stand. You can't take it now in marriage. Saul said, I feared the people. I feared the people and I disobeyed God. Are you afraid of your wife, brothers? Are you afraid of your parents? Afraid of, and you are disobeying God. This is what self does. It creates an atmosphere of fear and makes you to disobey God. Are you afraid of your siblings? <laughs> I think about two years ago, my brother wanted to come out for the president of Tan Union. And he told me about it, so all of us were preparing to go and vote for him that day. And as the date was reaching, I decided to ask God how he wants me to spend the Christmas period. And God said, that period, you, will, you are supposed to be in a set apart with me. There are things I want to show you, so you must not be available within that range of time. I say, but my brother will not understand. He will be very angry with me. How am I going to handle it? Then I have to know whether I will choose between God, obeying God and, um, and what? Some of you, in that kind of case, it may look as if that what God is saying is not serious again. You just see yourself, uh, you are still going to be praying, you know, you go and pray, do morning devotion, but that day, you enter there, you're going to vote. So, and I know the kind of person my brother is, he's the kind of person that if you ever tell him that you're not going to come, fight will start from that moment. So, but what I did, I said, okay, let me be, <laughs> be calling him and be following him up on the preparation. So, when I was calling him, as the time was going, reaching, one day, I see something told him, this one you are calling. I hope you are going to be there. <laughs> I didn't answer him. I was quiet. And I said, I will not. He now said, if I try it, then both of us are not going to be brothers again. And he off the phone immediately. Very angry. But you know, I have no fear of him. I fear God. And because I fear God, I have zero fear for men. You know what I did? I went for my set apart. Off my phone. And was with my God. Today we are still brothers. But he threatened that we will not be brothers then. But we are still brothers today. Saul said, I feared the people. Self will make you to fear the people. You can't be vessel for revival. Fearing the people. 
fearing your parents. When your parents are asking you to do what is against God, against the will of God, and you know, eh? Who will you say? You will say that God will say, um, children obey your parents, isn't it? So when your parents ask you to go and steal and do what is wrong, you will tell God that it is you that say I should obey them, isn't it? No. The highest authority is God. Are you hearing me? Some parents can be wrong. Especially if they don't know God. What are you afraid of? Who are you afraid of that is making you not to take a stand and follow God and do what God is putting in your mind to do? Some people are afraid of answering full-time ministry call. They are so afraid. Why are they afraid? What people will say? Eh? They are afraid of how their, their, their family will see it. How people will talk about it. But they know that God is calling them. They know that God has called them. But they cannot obey God because of fear. That is self. That is self. Search your heart diligently to know whether there is anyone on planet earth you fear more than God. If there is such a person, you must pause here now and pray until your heart is delivered from the fear of men. Saul was also seeking for honor before the people. He was looking for what? Honor. Look at, look at it in that scripture. Look at verse 22. Okay, okay, look at verse um, 30. Paul, someone has told me a number of things. Okay, let me just read it for, for the sake of the understanding it within the context. From 26. Please follow me. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected thee from being king over Israel. Anytime you reject the word of God, God will reject you. It's a law. It's a principle. Anytime God says something in this Bible or God spoke to you personally and you refuse it, you reject it, anytime people reject the word, God rejects them. Verse 27. And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle and it rent. And Samuel said unto him, The Lord has rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and had given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Verse 29. And also the strength of Israel, thank you, will not lie, nor repent. For he is not a man that he should repent. Everybody, if you are there with me, read verse 30 together. Then he said, I have sinned. That's okay. Yet, 
honor me now. Honor me when? Even though I have said no. But honor me. I pray thee. At least honor me before the elders of my people. And before Israel. And turn again with me. That I may worship the Lord thy God. You know what Saul is telling Samuel? That if you leave me like this. Eh, and you didn't worship God with me. The people will discover my sin. This private discussion we are having here. I don't know whether you are getting. Honor me now. Before the people. I have sinned. He has not confessed his sin to God. Though. He has just been telling somewhere. I have sinned. I know I have sinned against God. But I still want to worship. Uh... How many times have people committed sin? Covered it. And they are still worshipping God. That is self. Eh? He is still interested in public worship. Of God. Before the people. Before the elders. Eh? Worship before the people. Before the elders. But there is no singular connection. His heart, his spirit has with God in privacy. Because sin and self has disconnected him. What is self in Saul? And he's being seen in the life of so many believers. This is the reason... A lot of people will sing a song even with tears in their eyes. Have you heard people singing this song with tears in their eyes? Lord, make me a practical. How many of you have seen it before? Tears will be rolling. Instrument for you. Use me. He will not use you. He can't use a man that is full of self. You rationalize the word of God. You have idols. You don't, you are not interested in, you know, laying them down and following God. And you want God? No, 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 no. Vessels for revival are men and women that have learned to deny themselves. Taking up their cross to follow Jesus. This is the climax of self-manifestation in Saul. Self is always conscious of his honor before the people. Self moves people to do many things. In order to make others to respect them and avoid looking down on them. What are the things that self does? Eh? In that way. Before we look at some of these examples, I want us to read two scriptures about Jesus and about the Jews. You compare the two. John chapter 5 verse 44 and John chapter 12 verse 42. John chapter 5, verse 44. Are you in John 5, 44? If you are there, let's read together. One, two, go. How can you... Jesus is asking the Jews. How can you people believe? Eh? Which received honor one of another? And seek not the honor that cometh from God only. Chapter 12, verse 42. Chapter 12, verse 42. Nevertheless, among the chief priests, the chief, uh, uh, chief rulers also, many believe on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. Lest, they should be put out of the synagogue. 
Verse 43, everybody together, want to go. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. They loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. This is a critical matter. It is very critical. Many of us shake your heart. You love people to know that you are somebody. You love the brethren to understand that you can also preach. You can also pray. So sometimes when they are drawing roster of those that will preach, you always want to be sure that your name enter the preaching um, uh, column. Honor before the people. Praise of men more than the praise of God. Eh? Comments and commentaries of men more than that of God. Ladies should wash out here. Ladies should wash out here. Because there is something inside of some of you that is making you to feel good when somebody look at you and say you are looking good. So sometimes you see a lady, he wants to be changing clothes every day. Because anytime she changes clothes, one man will come around and say, Ah, you are looking shingum, you are looking take away. And she will say, Thank you. <laughs> and then she will go back and dress again and come out again. Looking for another one. That is self too. Yourself is looking for what? The praise of men. You don't stand before your mirror and say, God, what's your comment on this, my dress? Eh? Some of you that are raised up in a godly, disciplined home where ladies are not permitted to wear trousers. There are homes. as In fact, some churches till now, you don't wear trousers to go to church. Am I correct? Some churches. Even though some of the ladies that are not wearing trousers in the church, they wear outside. But assuming you are one of those that grew up in such a home, and then you now entered campus. Before you enter campus, yourself has been planning on the kind of, you know, hot trousers that, you know, when you, when you see other ladies on trousers, you say, ah, this one is not even hot enough to the kind I will be wearing in, the, in those days. You'll be checking and all of that. And then, suddenly, it looks as if you are now on campus. You are now free. Do you know what will happen to you the first day? The first day you will want to wear trousers. Your heart will be doing like this. Boom. Boom. Am I correct? Yes. Because you have been trained in your home that this is not correct. So, but the day you are going to break that rule from your home... You notice that your heart will be shaking. And then as your heart is shaking, as you, you come out that day, one guy that has been encouraging you to dress well, say, if you, don't, if you don't want to buy, I will buy for you. And you don't want him to buy. Now saw you on trousers. Say, Kai! Inky, baby! Oh, This is what I've been telling you about. Now you are looking smart. Hey, please turn your buttons, make I take picture. You know, <laughs> by the time <laughs> by the time 
he will talk and talk. Another nigger will also come and talk and talk. By the time you finish sharing their praise and commendation that day, what will happen to your heart now? You will now go to, back to the market and say, please, uh, that one I, I rejected before when I was buying, that was too bad. That's the one I want now. Eh? That's the one I want now. You love praise of men more than the what? Commendations of men. That's what we see. Self will not want to be corrected in the presence of people. Even if it's wrong, like in the case of Saul. At least, even if you want to correct me, you call me aside and respectfully correct me than saying it before everyone. Excuse me. I need correction, but don't correct it anyhow. Are you seeing something now? You, you should correct me, but you know, put respect in that correction. Because of his consciousness of his image, glory and respect among men, self will not, he cannot bear criticism. No, 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 no. When you insult or falsely accuse him, image, you have spoiled my image, he will not sleep that night. This is very terrible for so many people. Their image, was Jesus falsely accused? That's why he said, you cannot come after me. That's the way I went. I went the way of the cross. You cannot come after me because I was falsely accused and I bore it. So if you will come after me, you will bear your cross and part of your cross may be false accusation. Self can avoid associating with people or anyone if he suspects that that association will bring his respect down among people. So he will be so conscious that he won't like any kind of association that will bring his ego or self-image down. So I can't associate, with, associate myself with this class of people. Self will like to give you your own respect because he will like you to return back his own respect when his own time comes. I, I don't know where you're getting me. Have you heard somebody say, I like respecting people and that's why I cannot bear it when people disrespect me. Have you heard such a thing before? I'm asking whether you have heard. I should have asked whether you have done. Because some of us, we always, you know, I have heard people a number of times say, the reason why I cannot bear this is that I like respecting myself. I like giving people their respect. So that they will not also disrespect me. That's what we see in Saul. I have sinned, but that does not mean that you should not honor me. I know I have sinned, but should I die because I have sinned? Honor me, I beg. I'm the king of the people. Self-consciously compares itself with others and concludes that he's doing better. 
he even make effort to outdo others and take the glory therein. Self like to be noticed. Eh? He like to be what? To be noticed. He cannot stay quiet and be unnoticed. In a meeting like this, self will like to show up. Let me give you an example. If somebody has a good voice and the choir people are singing and he's not a member of the choir, if his self is too strong, before the, the first night, no problem, he will just be enduring it, enduring it. Second day, by the second day evening, you will see him suddenly among the choir. He want to show himself here. He want to be noticed. He want to be acknowledged. He want to be praised. Sometimes you see people joining the choir because the choir people are the most conspicuous people in the church or in the fellowship. Why do you want to join the choir? At least every Sunday as we are presenting the song, some of these brothers that are not seeing well can be seeing me and be thinking about proposing. Self has told them, if you don't join the choir, nobody will see you here. You have attended Sister Mary Ann's wedding before your eyes. You have attended the other person's wedding. Join the choir. This um, charity wing you are, nobody is inside. Nobody knows that you are here. That does not mean that people that are in the choir are there because they want to be seen. These people are ministers. They are doing wonderfully well. Please clap for them. Self likes wearing... <laughs> oh God. This one is very serious. Anytime there is something new, self likes showing it off. Anytime, if it's a new cloth, he will be eager for the day the cloth will be worn. Even children, do you remember that when you are, when, when we are, uh, uh, by the time you wear a new cloth to a child, what do you notice? He will just come and say, Daddy, <laughs> he will want you to see. Something inside is trying to show and you say, hey, it's good. You did like this. This self you are talking about, you want to deny now, has been with you since when you are a, a, a child growing up. Older than the spirit in you. That's why you really need to you know, stand your feet on the ground in denying it. When a lady has finished plating her hair, she's just coming, maybe making her hair, she's just coming from the saloon, fresh, and she is going to the fellowship direct. Does she tie her hair? She carry handkerchief and put in her handbag. And when she's about to enter the fellowship or the church ground, she will bring out the handkerchief and tie it and bring out two slices Or three. And as soon as she entered, she said, who is the moderator here? I have a special number to sing today. 
and then she will come out. Uh, I want to sing to the glory of the Lord. Um, the Lord is good. Why is he removing the the slice that has covered her eyes? Is it not you that covered your eyes? Why are you removing it now? But when that hair becomes old, what did you notice? If she is going to church or fellowship, what do you notice? She will tie not just her head but her ear. <laughs> Saul said, I know I have sinned, but honor me before the people. Uh-uh. Before Israel, before the elders. Eh? Don't take me for granted. Eh? Do something about my honor. Self nurses an ambition and always struggles for a position that will bring fame, respect, and honor. Sometimes you see people politicizing for leadership position even in the church because of the respect that is accrued to that position. Self loves titles. Titles. You know, titles in Christian uh, world is free. There is no regulatory body that normally that regulates uh, the title that anybody should answer. Am I correct? Is there any new regulatory body I don't know about? Uh-huh. Anybody can rise up and choose any title that he likes. Two or three. I've seen um, senior apostle. You know, when there is a senior apostle, there must be what? A junior apostle. Major bishop. When there is a major bishop, there must be what? A minor bishop. All kinds of titles. Sometimes you just find out that when a man's life is not relevant enough, he will need title to make up. Have you heard about makeup? Have you heard about makeup? Makeup is a principle. Anytime we hear makeup, it's a principle. It's not just ladies that are rubbing cutters or whatever. A principle of makeup is a principle of getting things to make up for the shortfall you are sensing within you. Something is telling you that you are not beautiful. So you need what? Makeup. You are not beautiful. The way God created you, look at your nose, look at your, your eyeshadow is not dark enough. Your, your lips are not red enough. How can you have the same color with your lip, with your skin? It's not... Haven't you seen people that have natural red mouth? You need to make up. The same way, people that feel insufficient of their name, of their relevance... They normally struggle and strive for title because once they say this is chief or high chief, have you heard about high chief? High chief, Omega Naya, Okuloka. It will do like this. You know? That is the world system for you. But it has also influenced the church through of us. It's free. But I think 
the title that we have and we will answer in heaven is brothers and what? Sisters. The Bible said that Jesus was not ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters. He was not ashamed. So, in heaven, that brethren is the title you are going to see. If you want title at all. Self cannot tolerate insult and disdain. Especially when it is coming from someone that is he considers that is junior or lower than him. The same words that offended you from a, your younger brother will not even touch you if it's coming from your parents or pastor. Why? Yourself has measured yourself with your younger brother. Say, uh, when it is this one that tells me this, I can understand. But who are you compared to me? Are you, are you understanding the question? When somebody says, who are you to talk to me like that? It's not, that sentence is not complete. The complete sentence is what? Who are you compared to my personality that would make you to talk to me like that? Who are you? Before I became a lecturer in my place of, you know, I think it's good to work before you answer full-time ministry call. <laughs> because I have a lot of experiences, you know, of the common life people, people see. You know, there is this thing that happens in our office. The director will give each department head instruction to come out with a design project. And, you know, present from time to time. So sometimes, if a department, a head of department comes to the uh, department and he will say, please, some people should come out with uh, electronics design idea, a project. So you see somebody will come up with a design and then after the whole thing, money will be approved. He will start working. By the time he finished working, the head of department will carry the project and go to the director and say, uh, this is the newest project from my department. And the director will say, Kai, hard-working head. And then he will come down during the technical meeting and he will say, I want to um, commend the head of engineering, head of mechatronics department for their newest project. Is that project here? Go and get it, go and get it. Please, we need to clap for the head of Mechatronics Department. Now, the idea and the level of that project is coming from a member of the department. And nobody knew. The person that is taking all the glory is who? And the young man will be there watching. Say, eh? By the time that section is over, the head will come back to the department and say, hey, you have seen how our department was praised during the technical meeting by the director. We need to get, come out with the second project. What do you think the self in that brother will do? <laughs> you say, the one I did, the glory was what? Taken by you. So you get another one now so that you do and take the glory. It will be there or like Mumu as if he doesn't know anything again. That's how self refuses to give out its best.
because the glory will not come to him. As if you are serving the head of the department. And you see, when people have the spirit of excellence, they will try to do their best whether anybody praises them or not. And that's when you are going to be God's vessel for revival in that place of work. Because God sees what you are doing. And promotion does not come from your HOD. Promotion comes from who? If you keep being a vessel, allowing him to keep using you to bring out ideas and projects, even though someone else is taking the glory, the righteous judge one day will rise up and place you above that man. It has happened everywhere and it will still happen. Self prefers to associate with some certain class of people. If we come to discipleship, if we check the class of people that is here, any professor here? Eh? Any medical doctor? Any? No, 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 no. This is not the kind of uh, place I, I can fellowship. Eh? Look, at, look at where they are meeting. There's no AC and there is no... No, 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 no. He will not even consider, has God sent me here to be helped? He is only shaking the class of the people. And then he will get to another place. He will say, yes, this is uh, Dr. So-so-and-so. is a consultant in so-so-and-so department of uh, UNTH. This is uh, Professor so-so-and-so. He said, hey, even though I'm not a doctor or a professor, but if I have connection with this kind of people, at least I know that uh, one day something will happen. That is calculation. Calculation. He will not want to know what God is saying. He's always shaking and calculating. Trying to, you know, associate with class of people. Self does, does everything to maintain a social status that he has already attained. Eh? Listen to this. A brother who God has blessed with cars, let's say three cars, and he has been going on car. Eh? For example, I can't remember the last time I entered public transport. I, I, I can't. It has been long. So somebody, somebody like me now, assuming I am to go to the subject class and I own the first car, the battery, down, or maybe it, it didn't start. I own the second car. No problem. It is problem. Third car. You call Keke Drop. Keke Drop say no. I'm not at work today. So you must enter what? Do you know that some brothers will not go to fellowship, lad? Eh? When you ask them, why didn't you attend the subject class? You say, I had some challenges. I had some what? When you now try to probe the challenges, he will tell you that it's personal, it's private. This thing I'm saying, does it happen? Yes. Self. 
That is the problem. God, make me vessel for revival. God, I want to serve you. God, I want to go places for you in your name. Eh, eh, eh. Let him deny himself. This is the problem of the church. And God said to me, if you don't address it, you are going nowhere. Even if you deny yourself and the people that are working with you did not deny themselves, you are going nowhere. I say, God, you will help us. Some jobs, businesses are degrading for him. He keeps asking himself in his heart, what will people say when they hear that a graduate like me is doing this kind of job or working in this kind of place with this kind of people? Does this kind of question go on in the heart of people? Eh? Some because of that, they will turn down that opportunity. They need money. But they say, even though I need money, but I cannot just because I need money. A graduate like me, bring down a graduate like me, self. Self. Self considers some duties or chores as degrading. Eh? Degrading. How can you ask me to start serving food here when there are younger ones that can do that? Eh? How can I start washing plates? Eh? Last night, you know, when we are introducing the meeting, I said, when you finish eating, wash your plate. Do you remember I said something like that? Self in somebody heard that and said, I should wash my plate. Eh? If they don't want to give me food, I will go out and get food. Can they ask me to wash plate? You can't be a disciple. You need to see professors that are disciples sweeping the house, washing toilets, eh? serving food, washing plates, cooking in the kitchen. Professors, I'm talking about men, not even women. You wonder what has happened to them. Self has died. And your own self will die. So that the life of Jesus will be able to come out. For if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Disciple family fathers, do you know why your disciple families has not been growing? It's not far from this matter. Self, yourself, and the self of your agbearers, and the self of all the disciples. Sometimes, you may deny yourself, and their self will come and look at you. And say, look at what this one is doing. I can't do that kind of thing. I just pity him. He thought I am here with him. I will soon leave him with his Kangoro uh, discipleship. He will just say something in their mind and leave. Until self dies, Christ and his life cannot come out. That is the CLDR 2022. The purpose of CLDR 2022 is to expose self 
so that we can get so angry at self and deny it, reject it, and practically kill it. It has died already, but we need to, you know, it has to practically die by allowing things that will kill it to happen to it without fight. We'll come at that tomorrow when we begin to look at practical ways of overcoming self. Because that is the greatest enemy to revival. What did I say is the greatest enemy to revival? Rise on your feet and deal with it in the place of prayer. Rise on your feet and deal with it in this prayer section. Some people were advised by themselves not to come yesterday. And they followed that advice. They don't know what self has cost them in the message and the ministration they missed last night. Some of them are going to come tomorrow because self has advised them. I want you to pray and say, God, I am still here again to ask for deliverance, freedom from self. I, I, I want to really deny myself. Please pray. Please pray. Don't let me call prayer points. You have been listening to me for close to two hours. You know what God has been saying to us. Respond to him now in the place of prayer. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org For testimonies, counseling and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalibos at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999 You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.